0: I'm Paul Irwin, and welcome to the Pros.com podcast, where we discuss everything translation and interpreting related, including how to get new clients, areas of specialization, technical skills, software localization, machine translation, diversification, and more. Pros.com, helping freelance translators and interpreters succeed. Hey there, Paul here, and welcome to episode 70 of Thepros.com translation and interpreting podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing some productivity hacks, but more about that in just a second. First of all, we have our Giving Tuesday event coming up at the end of the month, so uh, lots going on there. We've got uh, we've got presentations, we've got workshops, we've got networking, we've got a translation slam. And it's all in support of a very good cause, Ecology. So if you'd like to find out more about our Giving Tuesday event, then head on over to pros.com slash TV. Also with Black Friday coming up uh, also at the end of the month, we have some very special training offers, which you can check out at training.pros.com. So some some really fantastic courses, self-paced courses Live workshops, well worth uh, well worth checking that out. So that's training.pros.com. Right, let's talk about productivity hacks. I always find that a little bit sort of uh, the, the the word hack um, a little bit sort of sensationalist. And um, nevertheless, <laughs> I've gone for that title. I think uh, it's really just about helping people to improve their improve their productivity, and and it, and it doesn't really. The word hack to me involves, or, or makes makes you think about some kind of trick or some kind of incredibly um, incredible shortcut that uh, that that is in some way out of the ordinary. And actually, I think a lot of these uh, productivity tips or productivity hacks are fairly um, you know fairly logical and and fairly easy to understand. So. So yes, I went for. So yes, I went for. I went for that title. But let's just let's just focus on helping you to improve your productivity. So I have eight tips here that I'm just going to run through. And the the first one is deep work or focus. So some people refer to this as deep work. Some people um, will give it another name, but really it, it just boils down to the fact that you set aside some time each day to actually shut off. Shut yourself away from distractions such as email, such as social media, such as phone calls, and actually get on with some work. (laughs) Um, Now, for some people like me, this happens um, very early in the morning. For others, it might be late at night, whatever works for you. It might even be right throughout the day, but I think it's important not to get distracted if you are translating, not to get distracted by emails, by sending out invoices, by all the other things that are going on in your business. So really just to have that time dedicated to deep work or to focused work. And and I think the interesting thing here is that you can actually get a lot done in, let's say, a two-hour block if there are no distractions. It really is quite amazing how that focus will allow you to to progress. So um, whether you're translating or whether you're doing something else related to your business that requires that focus, then set aside that time for that deep work. Number two, Really use the technology that is out there and that is available these days. I'm referring to cat tools, to translation management systems, to machine translation, to OCR, to speak recognition. I'm not going to go through them all or I'm not going to explain them in any in any form at all in this in this episode. But but I think it is important that you know what is out there. And if you are not familiar with the technology, at least take the time to understand it and to realise what it might be able to to help you with. Even if you then decide that it's not for you, um, that goes for for cat tools, for example. If you if you don't wish to work with with cat tools, and I think at the moment around ninety percent. Of translators do use CAT tools in some in some way, but if you decide that you're among that ten uh, percent, you don't want to use CAT tools. That's fine, but I think you should take the time to to see what they look like, to see how they work, to understand if it could be of if using one could be of benefit to you. So I think um, make sure that you understand the technology and make sure that you work with the technology that you think is going to. To help you and try it out over time, because I think that can make make a huge difference to your productivity. Number three is to have the right uh, the right desk set up. I would include in that having having two screens. Two screens works very well for me. Might not work for you, of course, but some lots of people like having having two screens. It, it just makes it easier when you are. Translating and referring to different resources and so on. So, so I think two screens is a very good idea. Some people have more than two screens, of course. <laughs> Some people um, really go for it in terms of. And nowadays, it's it's very easy to set up additional screens. Even on a laptop, you can buy an additional monitor, and there is um, a, a little device that will that you can buy on Amazon or somewhere like that that will uh, that will allow you to to fix that extra monitor to to your laptop it's very easy on a desktop if you would like to have an ipad or even your your phone um facing you attached to your your desktop you can you can do all these kind of things so i think that i think that's worth thinking about because i think that can help to improve your your efficiency and then on top of that of course there's, there's things such as lighting having a a, a comfortable chair and, and so on. But uh, I, I think the screens is, is one of the main ones in terms of that prog- productivity. Number four, take breaks. I'm sure you've heard this before, how important it is to take a break when you are working. But I, I think a break actually, I would argue that it actually um, doesn't take any time at all. And, uh, and what do I mean by that? Well, if you, let's say you're going to work four hours straight, that's, that's one option, so You you get up, you're ready to work, and you sit down at your desk for four hours straight. Well, I would argue that if you took a 15-minute break in the middle of that four-hour block, you would actually get more done than working for the four hours straight because because the break is going to allow you, allow your your brain to to take a rest, allow you to have a little rest, and then you're going to be renewed, rejuvenated, have more energy, that I think a lot of the time you would actually get through more in that same period because I think a lot of people are reluctant to take breaks sometimes when they're in the middle of something because they think that they're losing time. the The logical approach is to believe that you're losing time by taking that break, but I think you actually I think you actually get that time back um, in terms of increased productivity. Not to mention the fact that it's is bound to be much healthier for you just to give yourself you know physically a rest to give your eyes uh, a rest a space to to recover even if it's just for a few minutes. So I think really focusing on on breaks and understanding that 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 breaks are are good for you. Um because I think sometimes and it's kind of obvious, right? But I think sometimes we don't we don't really um even though it may seem obvious, lots of people don't take breaks. I think the same would uh, the same would go for I would argue the same for for exercise, the time that it takes you to do ex- any kind of exercise, um, whether that's you know something simple um, in your in your house or in your apartment, or whether it's going out for a run or whatever it is, I think the time that it takes to do that exercise is time you actually get back in some way, and therefore you can you can have a, a, a more balanced approach to things. So so please focus on those breaks and think about the breaks that you are currently taking. Um, because I'm, I'm sure when you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of really obvious. I know I'm supposed to take a break, but but do you? Ask yourself how many breaks you take and um, if they are kind of structured in any way and if if you think that you are taking the correct amount of breaks for your health and also for your productivity. So that's number four, breaks. Number five, email templates. If you don't have any email templates, I really recommend that you set these up. I, I think you'll find if you look through the emails that you've sent over the last couple of months, you will find a number of emails that types of email that, that come up time and again, whether that's writing to an agency, whether that's delivering a project, whatever it might be. And I would just encourage you to, to write down those uh, categories of email. Make sure that you've got templates, make sure that you're happy with those templates and that they're saved in a folder or easy to access from your email client and and you can just uh, immediately pull one up, um, change the details, um, maybe add a sentence or two to tailor that email um, in accordance with the specific situation and then send it out. So make sure you have those email templates. Number six is to track your time, to track what you're doing throughout the week. Now I I have kind of mixed feelings about this one because I don't actually use a software such as um, Rescue Time, I think is a popular one, because much as I like to track things, I don't like to over-track either and monitor every single thing that, that, that I'm doing and the exact number of minutes that I'm spending on this, that, or the other. But I think it is a good idea to, to track your time and have a good idea what you are spending your time on, especially when it comes to actually translating. I think it is a good idea to know to find out, to keep track of how much time you actually spend translating each week compared to anything else, any other activity related to your business, such as sending invoices or marketing or anything else that might be involved. So I would encourage you to, to track things in your business and to track your time. But you don't need to over-track. You don't need to measure every single metric. You don't need to have, uh, you know, hundreds of data points uh telling you exactly what you're using your time on on your on your computer etc etc so um, keep that in mind as well and find what's right for you you don't need to to listen to everything that is out there you need to listen perhaps but then um, but then find what's right for you and decide what's right for you in your specific circumstances so that's number six Trek number seven don't get distracted by new jobs I think this is a a difficult one as well. When you're actually translating, when you're in that deep work zone, sometimes it is hard not to get distracted. And when a new email comes in with a new project, but I would really encourage you to try and, to try and uh, finish what you're doing before you get to that. Now, that's not always um, the right advice because sometimes a great opportunity comes in that requires a quick response. And if you have seen it on your email, then yes, maybe it's better just to take 10 minutes to reply to that and to make sure that you do not miss that opportunity. But I th- I, w- I would advise you generally not to get distracted by other things. When you are working on something, try and finish that one thing before going on to the next, the next topic. So that's seven, don't get distracted. And number eight, use a task list, such as Todoist or Remember the Milk, just something that can manage your your tasks. Um, I've I've tried different applications over the years. I also find it's very dangerous when they get too complicated and when the lists get too long. If a list gets too long, it tends to not work. So now I try and limit my lists. I actually just use the notes application on my phone and I also use uh, (laughs) an an old-fashioned diary to write everything down. So it really is up to you. Find what works for you. Again, don't believe that you need to Um, write everything on a list and create massive lists with different priority levels. I think that works for some people, but for other people, just a very simple list um, can work. I I like advice that I've heard over the years, such as um, just plan the top three things that you would like to get done in a particular day. And if you look back at the end of the day and you've got those three things done, then you're probably going to be happy, even though you have 23 or even 47 things on your particular list. So um, so think about how you can use lists and make and make lists work for you. Again, it's like the, the tracking time situation. Make this work for you. Don't just create a long list that's just going to to frustrate you. That's that's then no help at all. So those are my eight productivity suggestions or productivity hacks. One, deep work or focus, two, understand the technology cat. Uh, TMS, MT, OCR, etc. Three, consider using two screens or more. Four, take breaks. Five, set up, set up some email templates. Six, track but don't overtrack. Seven, don't get distracted by new jobs. And eight, use some kind of list software or write your list down in a diary or something similar. So I hope you found those useful in some way. If you can take uh, one of those away and that helps you to improve your translation or interpreting business, then I'll be very happy. Also, don't forget to check out our self-paced courses and live workshops available at training.pros.com. That's training.pros.com. Thanks very much for tuning in. All the very best. Enjoy the rest of your week. And until next time, bye-bye.